Hello and welcome to another episode of Tuesdays with Mummy, a conversational podcast where I chat with my mother Kala Rao to talk about the happenings in our lives. Say hello to your crowd, Amma. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. It's very exciting to be back on the podcast after an extended break that goes back to sometime in November of 2022. I know we say this frequently, but I was recently in Dubai for the winter break. and despite being there for over 1 month we didn't record a single podcast episode on the second last day of my travels my mom and i got together and spent some time just thinking about how the trip had unfolded and we recalled that even though we had plenty of opportunity we didn't get around to doing something we wanted to i quipped that this was rather because of the fact that we were talking every day i didn't really see the purpose to a podcast episode and i wasn't in the mood really but i promised her that 2023 would be different We've committed this year to at least try to record every single Tuesday that we're around and in weeks where we aren't around hopefully figure out alternative plans. We hope you are along for this journey and we hope that you enjoy listening to the both of us talking about things. In true fashion, even though it's a whole month into the new year, given that this is our first episode of 2023, I think it's very critical that we look back on the year that 2022 was. So this episode is a nice little cast back into the year that passed by. Uh say hello Amma to everyone on the podcast and why don't you share a couple of thoughts about what 2022 meant to you? Hello everyone. It's really nice to be here today reminiscing about the year that has gone by. Um yes, we were pretty lazy. Let's admit it. They just <laughs> we did not record even a single podcast. Um when you were here with us over the uh, the year end and in january uh, looking back at 2022 uh, there were three main highlights that i see um, which had a huge impact in my journey uh, so the first and foremost would be learning something new i've always been curious and you putting us through this classes of piano made such a huge difference to both your dad and myself we were like kids eagerly waiting to learn how to play the piano so thank you tejas we started the year with that uh, for few months going to the institute and attending the classes regularly um the second was about um your own trips you were able to spend more time with us that was really good compared to 2021 uh, you were with us for a longer duration we got to know you better you have become an adult chiding us often <laughs> it was fun it was real fun um the third again highlight uh, was my own spiritual path journey about vipassana uh it was in 2022 october november that i completed my first month long 30 day course it was a beautiful experience being cut off from the world in noble silence without mobile without any form of verbal or other communication for full 30 days it was beautiful So I guess these three were the main highlights of 2022 apart from our visits to the family in India 
So what about yours? What do you take away from 2022? Um, I think it's, it's very fascinating to me that Things that are your highlights are probably things that are my highlights also, including your 30 day Vipassana course, because I was I was with Appa for 30 days, basically. And I realized a couple of things about about my relationship with him that I, I will treasure for a long time. But I, I think probably the easiest way to say this is I had a couple of personal highlights and the big professional highlight. I think I'm very, very happy to have started the PhD in 2022. Um, it was something that I wanted to do since about the third year of law school. And it was continuously, the path that I was on was trying to make choices that would optimize when the PhD happened. Um, because I saw it as being the natural step that came after the masters. But I think sometimes you have to accept that the world has different plans for you. And I had to take a year out and work alongside like all my teaching and research in 2021 and really develop the networks and ideas in my own head that I wanted to take into the PhD. Uh, so 2021 taught me a lot and to see that interaction in 2022 was quite lovely. Um, I'm, I'm very grateful every day that I get to be here because I'm, I'm enjoying what I do. And the other part is I'm sort of settled now. I mean, I sort of, it's very strange to say, I think, in a way, because I, I like seeking discomfort. I like planning for what's next in a lot of ways. And I've always been one of these people that has an eye cast to the future. But among other things, 2022 taught me to slow down and slowing down while also having this idea of I have the PhD, there is a full project to work on for the time being. And I'm not continuously working to get out of the position that I'm in is a very nice feeling because till that point, I was always working in GNLU to try to get to Cambridge for the master's. And after working for the master's, I was trying to figure out how to get into the PhD. And now I'm just focused on doing this one project and doing it really well and interacting with people along the way. And I'm hopeful that the future will work out when when the time comes to think about jobs, I will think about them. But for now, my focus is firmly on projects. So that's the first thing. That's the big professional highlight. The personal highlights, I think, are are twofold. I mean, I I spent 2020 and 2021 fairly cut off from the family. I mean, um, I, I grew very independent, very comfortable with my own being. But I think 2022 more than made up for that. A combination of circumstance and uh, exciting celebrations in India meant that I got to go back as well. And that allowed me not only to just enjoy time with, with family and really uh, take a holiday, take a bit of a break, which, which I hadn't done for a while. But more than that, it also allowed me to rediscover what my relationship with India looks like and what my relationship with the place that you reside in looks like. I think that for a while I was sort of throughout my journey in India, throughout my time in India, I was very comfortable being Indian. Um, I went and decided to stay in Gujarat because I was uncomfortable with this idea of Indianness. And then throughout Gujarat, I discovered what my Indian identity was. In a sense, I discovered a lot of India that I had never known previously because of the kind of um, social bubble we lived in. But going back now having left that 
um and recasting what that relationship looks like in my mind was a very very big part of what 2022 was for me and i think that finally is probably the spiritual i i i sort of tended towards the spiritual in 2020 after the long long time um sort of started to get back into it started to ask questions that were beyond the material world so to speak um and 2022 felt like a very interesting culmination of that because i got back to certain childhood practices that i had left behind uh which started to bring me a lot of peace and gave me a very slow but positive start to the day and i got to experience vipassana meditation which we've chatted about at length before so i don't want to rehash that full conversation but it's become it's become such a big part of my life and i'm very happy that what 2022 forced me to do was reimagine what life outside work looks like because i've sort of i've always been someone who works and then takes up passions as also work it's on the task list you know like oh you have to play the piano today or oh you have to do this crossword today if you don't do it something will happen but if you if you reclaim time for yourself even if it's unstructured time but reclaiming time for yourself means that there are things that you want to do but they never really tasks and that's been a very very key part of 2022 for me so those are my highlights but the year is never always positive right like i think that the one thing we've learned is that we take life moment to moment and sort of live live as things come so to speak accepting whatever happens around us in a sense so what would you say were low lights for you and what did you learn from them should i talk about it <laughs> <laughs> If you want to, if you don't want to, that's fine. What no. can I say? <laughs> yes, there has been certain takeaways uh, of twenty twenty two, which I hope I'm going to uh, focus more on in the coming year. One is the physical fitness, which has taken a backseat, unfortunately. Uh, in the time management as you rightly put it so reclaiming this time as part of what you want to do is so very important because each one of us have only 24 hours a day and that is how yeah. we structure it as isn't it uh, yeah so i was not able to spend as much time as i used to do before uh prior to covid um there were days when i used to go for swimming an hour each day but unfortunately subsequent to covid and post covid um i have been a bit lazy in that and i was not able to give as much time uh to improve my physical fitness level which i certainly hope to and thanks to you again when you came this year you made sure that i had the gym membership Uh, which i have been trying to attend at least four to five times a week uh, so yes so that was a low light uh, of 2022 uh, uh, the second is also investing in time for my own personal hobbies i really love to draw paint um, be creative in so many other ways uh, which i have not been able to give as much or even with children teaching the speaking skills workshop or things like that 
um, that I have missed. So this year, I really want to invest some of it and uh, rejuvenate those hobbies in myself because that gives me so much of joy and happiness and it definitely recharges my own batteries. And thirdly would be the hiking and the camping experience. We did start about uh, with the January 1st camping that we did. Uh, it was really beautiful. I enjoyed uh, staying by uh, the seaside, listening to the waves all night. It was fun and I look forward to doing more such um, campsite and hiking activities this year. Um, well, uh, apart from that, uh, there have been so many family and friends that I was not able to uh, maintain relationships or connect to as much. I would like to definitely prioritize that uh, this 2023. Nice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a no, I think that uh, your um... Your aims for 2023 are a little more dangerous than mine, I think, because that means I have to come camping with you again. <laughs> I don't know how interested I am in that at the moment. No, but um, yeah, I mean, 2022 was challenging in its own right. I think that the probably the thing that I found the most challenging more than more than anything else was the fact that my PhD funding was a very big challenge. It was something that consumed me for the entirety of April, May and June. Just the uncertainty of not knowing how the PhD would pan out and whether it would be something that's affordable financially and whether we'd be able to whether I'd be able to make it make it happen, right? And I think that the 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 issue was not that I had expectations of securing funding. But rather that the issue was that I was worried what it would look like if I was not on a fully funded scholarship without the realization that in the humanities as well, we have studentships where the university is willing to give you opportunities like teaching opportunities and research opportunities. Uh, that is a different kind of scholarship altogether, right? That you don't really, you don't really prioritize. I think the problem was that I had this imagination of what a perfect academic career looked like and this sort of belief that a perfect academic career can only be unidirectional that you should have this masters this phd without a gap and then you have to be 100 percent on some trust scholarship to be able to call yourself a good phd scholar but that's not true there is a range of things that end up working out for you um, like it has for me I'm, I'm very lucky that for me it's a combination of of scholarship plus amazing work opportunities that I would not otherwise get to do. Recasting that in my own mind was probably a very, very big thing. And I think the part that I learned from it is that this idea or this notion of a perfect life that we imagine is not an idea that we should be too attached to. Like, I think it's great to have aspirations. It's amazing to have dreams. I don't want to lose my ambition in any sense. I think I'm still a very ambitious person with the ideas that I want to pursue with the kind of things I want to do. But I suspect that the thing that I've gotten out of is this, or I'm continuously working on getting out of is this comparative to the ideal. Um, I've sort of started thinking about it as this is something that I'm keen on doing 
I want to research, I want to teach. And the rest of it, whatever happens around that research and teaching is probably a byproduct, um, at least professionally, which also means obviously that you start thinking about the rest of your life, right? So a very big part of changing that for me was also starting to think about ideas like family and what family means to me for, for 2022. I mean, it sort of really, really hammered at home that your work part is just one small part of your life. It's a job and you need to really work and take the time out to figure out all the other parts of your life that you want to you want to pursue so yeah so those are my big big learnings from 2022 and i think in a sense also my hopes for 2023 just to continue on this path of of learning how to develop a more fulsome all-rounded um, all-rounded life for myself so yeah very good sounds interesting and uh, sounds fun, enjoyable, and something that you have always been uh, curious to know more about. So there are ample opportunities for you to thrive on them. And you are at the right place at the right time. And we always wish you the very best. Uh, so just a bit of digression from here. Something that I wanted to pick on you. Uh, to enjoy the now moment or to make it, you know, like you said, the wholesome life part. Do you think if all of us were daily wage laborers, it would be helpful? Well, that's a very interesting question. If all of us were daily wage laborers, would it be more helpful for us to enjoy the now moment more? Yes. Um... Okay, so I think that this is the first time you've asked me something that I have to really think about. Huh? Well done, well done. No, but I, I suspect that yes, I think it would. Only because I think that a large part of why we are unable to, like, I think that a large part of our inability to enjoy the now moment is our attachment to professional careers and our attachment to the income that comes out of those professional careers. So having steady daily wage would also, I think, refocus you to say, I'm taking Monday off, which is okay. <laughs> like, it's not such a bad thing. And we've seen this generationally because my generation is more okay with unpaid time off as compared to your generation. Your generation believes the broad number, the range of people I speak to in your generation and above feel that if I have 30 days off, I'm only entitled to those 30 days without understanding that that means you have 30 days of paid time off. And if you take an extra day, the only thing that happens is that you don't get paid for that day. Right. Um, that's the that's the one change in mindset I'm seeing with my generation, except that I think that making a statement like that assumes that we all start from equal socioeconomic positions and that the only challenge that we face in our lives is our income and therefore that the only thing preventing us from making better decisions is income while this might be true for a large percentage of the population i don't think this is true for everyone and i also think it's very difficult to assume that we're all within the same socioeconomic bracket to start off with if you take that veiled position that we all start off from the same starting point, then perhaps, because I think that it definitely, like I said, 
changes your attachment to income in a significant way probably makes you take decisions with happiness at the forefront of your mind right which i think is something that we're all learning to do and the more i talk to my friends i'm learning to do that more yes 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 so, yeah what no. prompted the thought for you oh i think when you talked about uh, um, you know that we need to work and uh, you know have a better life later on those lines that was when uh, you know i it just prompted this question in my mind so basically the shift would be from a, a saving approach to a spending approach which may not be so realistic and practical given the different skill set and the socio economic backgrounds like you rightly mentioned but it would be um, a definite shift and we are seeing this generation move towards that which is a good sign taking yeah, I, and prioritizing other things yeah i suspect also with the rise of freelancing as an idea in my generation right where where more okay with this concept of the gig economy Mm-hmm. um i think that has its own problems because the gig economy also unfortunately reflects a lot of our socio economic privileges you look at uber as a gig economy for example and it's very different in terms of the uh the cross cutting uh bracket of people who are providing those services versus someone who's a freelance photographer for example i think that there's a there's a difference over there and there's a difference in the kind of decisions that are available to those people but i think that on the on the whole if we all started from the same position probably it would be it would be quite remarkable if if that was the case it would be quite remarkable actually if we all even got to a point of starting from the same position yes. so i think that dismantling a lot of our notions of privilege so to speak are, are things that we probably need to spend more time on yes yes and this generation has been fortunate because um as i recollect reading and also seeing the maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs right you go through the different different stages of physiological and um, actualization when you come to the last one is the self esteem so i think we are moving in the right direction where we all have a roof above our head to speak uh, food and water okay <laughs> maybe you want to cut out all this okay no no i don't want to cut it out i just want to say that it's just a reflection of our bubble let's all there's enough and more people in this world that we we're doing better than we have been doing but there's a long way to go i would put it that way mm-hmm. like we are we are far better as a society i think than we were maybe in the 70s where the some of the uh, disparities were a lot higher yes but yeah i think that that we're probably we're probably going to get there with due time and hopefully 2023 brings that for us you know i mean yes. it would be great to have better equality more substantive equality more substantive equity in this world yes and i think that that probably pushes everyone towards the path for a happier life and greater potential of happiness in every human exactly being. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, thank you so much Amma for recording this podcast and for being candid with your views about how your year has been. Um I hope 2023 is enjoyable for you yes. and that um you continue to live as you have always and continue to inspire us in the many ways that you do. Um 
and to the listener this podcast as usual will be out wherever you listen to podcasts so please do give us a listen and we promise this time uh, i know i say this frequently but we promise to be back next tuesday so do keep a watch out and we look forward to hearing your thoughts take care and goodbye thank you i'm not able to see the stop button ayyo it's hanging <sighs> your zoom was hanging throughout you know oh is it oh now now it came the pattern okay